Welcome to Making Sense of the Madness. I'm your host, Sean Morgan. I'm standing in for John Michael Chambers, who's taking a health break. And today we're going to have a really great interview with Mike Miller about the border crisis. And now I'm going to get into the breaking news. This is really interesting because the existing home sales have tumbled for the fourth straight month in a row here. And this is not a good sign for the Biden economy. I remember back during the Trump years, not too long ago, it seemed like we had good economic news every single month. And ever since Biden took charge, we've had this depressing news. This is a false recovery. And these types of uh, home, you know, they, we thought we were in a home bubble. We thought that the home prices were going up really high. But what we see is really a demographic change where people are leaving Minneapolis, New York, California, those liberal heck holes, and they're going to Arizona, Texas, Florida, and places that have freedom. So, you know, the home prices might be going up in those areas because of the demographic change, but overall across our country, the home, we're in a housing slump for four months in a row. So uh, that's just a little bit of financial news to keep you up to date. And the next thing I want to go over is how some hedge funds are literally going out of business because they bet against GameStop. This is a, not a very well-known hedge fund that went under uh, based out of London, but it was at their peak uh, managing half a billion dollars. And they owed themselves, they bet against GameStop, and you know they suffered double-digit losses on that one bet alone. You know, Can you imagine if you were one of those people put your hard-earned money under their management, and they made such a big bet on one little thing that they lost half of everyone's money immediately. Um, so they just you know, told the investors, hey, we're, we're not in the hedge fund business anymore. Here's the rest of your money back. We failed. Uh, so that's what happens with these hedge funds. They're not regulated that much. They are over-leveraging themselves. You got to be careful. That's why you might want to take advantage of that free consultation with the PhD economists, our sponsor, Sovereign Advisors, Kirk Elliott, and talk to you about these dynamics that are at play in the financial world. So let's take the next headline. We're going to start getting into the COVID-19 news, which never seems to end, does it? Uh, well, this is news that finally Fauci's pal, Dazak, was finally fired from the commission investigating the COVID origins because he was the one funding the darn laboratory where this thing was likely leaked from. So that's some good news just to show you, you know, just because Biden's supposedly in charge in the White House doesn't mean the patriots aren't winning many, many battles on many different fronts. This next headline is very interesting because it shows that the World Health Organization is making a shift in their policy. They're saying that you do not or you should not give vaccines to kids. And this is funny because, you know, this is what Trump said just two days ago, I believe it was. Trump said, you know, we don't need to give vaccines to kids. Uh, it's not necessary even to give the vaccine to healthy people, to young people in general. You don't need to mandate vaccines for sports or schools or what have you. And so now Trump vindicated by the World Health Organization. But it's sad because the Biden administration is actually, you know, bribing kids and poor people to take the vaccine. Let's take a look at that on, on, the, uh, on the screen here about the Biden administration is bribing poor children at boys and girls clubs with free Xboxes. 
they're partnering with Microsoft to do that. Anthony Fauci is on TikTok and Instagram trying to convince young people to get the COVID-19 vaccine. And so it's really sad that they're also giving away $25 gift certificates uh, to try to bribe poor people into getting the COVID-19 vaccine because an upper middle class person, they're probably not going to be swayed by a $25 gift card, but a poor person, that could be the difference of whether they're, they're eating that day. And so they might be just taking a vaccine just to get something to eat. So it's really sad. Continuing on this line of the COVID-19 big tech alliance, Google is being accused of force installing a COVID-19 tracking app on people's phones. In Massachusetts, people are reporting that this mass notify app appeared on their phones mysteriously without them opting into the feature. And the app tracks people's movements and issues notifications if they're possibly exposed to COVID-19. And writing in the review section of the Google Play App Store, one user, one user noted that the app automatically installed without consent, it has no icon, no way to open this and see what it even does, which is a huge red flag. They think it's spyware. So, you know, this is what happens when Google partners with the Massachusetts, um, you know, government, they're force installing this app on um, about half the people in Massachusetts and what's weird is that um, they're just force installing this on anyone who has an Android device and people are not consenting to this and it's not showing an icon on their screen. It's this mysterious folder that they can't uninstall and it's tracking where the movements of where people go. So this is really creepy. This reminds me of yesterday's monologue when in Texas, a bunch of people accidentally opted in to have their temperature controlled by their you know electric company so this is what happens when these companies get the centralized control uh, it's we got to preserve our freedom preserve those legal functions where we have consent to do things and this is another one of those fronts where people are realizing they're not really getting true informed consent for these vaccinations and all the possible side effects so we need to preserve that legal right for informed consent now let's get into another story about Russian warships. They're practicing sinking aircraft carriers 35 miles off the coast of Hawaii. And so the deployment of this Russian bear bombers are part of the exercise twice resulted in missile armed Hawaii Air National Guard F-22 fighters scrambling to possibly intercept the turboprop planes, which were headed in the direction of Hawaii, but they never actually came close. So Russia, they're staying in the international water. They're not violating our airspace or our water space or anything, but they're getting dangerously close. It's freaking out the military in that region, and they're scrambling the jets to make sure that the Russians behave themselves in these exercises. So that shows an increased escalation. Interesting that it's in the east, right? Because we have the big threat is actually from China. And so Hawaii uh, is one of those states that's actually close to China, uh, relatively compared to California. And so we have this military escalation that we're keeping an eye on. While Russia is doing the largest naval exercises uh, since the Cold War, the Nellis Air Force Base is hosting their first ever drag queen show. They say it's essential to morale and readiness. This is on Breitbart.com. And it just shows the... Um, 
the slow decline of the American military's culture. And uh, I believe this is something that uh, the U.S. military service members, the veterans and the citizens from these communities need to stand up and say, hey, we don't want this. This is just bizarre that these drag queen shows have been showing their ugly face in public school libraries, uh, in public libraries, in, in um, it was even at Turning Point USA had a drag show. This is a cons conservative uh, organization for college students. You know, what is with this? This is not, you know, traditional American family values. So we're, you know, want to just be keeping our, uh, our eye on this uh, decline of American culture so that we can actually take back our culture by reacting to it. Next, I wanna take a look at an article here about a video. Um, Rob Schmidt from Newsmax, he spent the day with Donald Trump while Donald Trump was golfing. And, uh, you know, he was talking in this video about how, you know, Donald Trump, he's got so much energy, his golf swing is great, he's a regular guy, he's fun to hang out with. And then at the end, he threw in this little nugget of gold that I really like to hear. He said, Donald Trump, does not like Mitch McConnell, and he's gonna go after anyone who supports Mitch McConnell. So we're seeing a split in the Republican Party. We're seeing that McCarthy and McConnell, they don't represent the new America First, Make America Great Again Trump movement. They are part of that old Bush Cheney corrupt uniparty. And so Donald Trump is coming out and he's just saying it for everyone to know. So Mitch McConnell, McCarthy, Cheney, you guys are on the run. America First is coming. We're going to vote all you people out in 2022. Trump is coming back. And so that was a great thing to hear. And it's great to hear recently that Trump said he has never conceded the 2020 election. So just a little reminder for everyone out there. And to wrap up, I want to talk about a win that's happening, not in the United States, but in Australia where the Australian Senate just banned Marxist critical race theory from Australia classrooms. So, you know, people are fighting back in Europe, in Canada, in Australia. And so this is a worldwide movement against Marxism, communism, leftism, authoritarianism, uh, big tech, medical tyranny. This is a worldwide movement. We call it the Great Awakening. And it's a beautiful thing to see in Australia where they have quite a lot of overreach where people are in the politics fighting back and trying to take their culture back. All right, everyone, that's it for the breaking news for today. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. We're going to come back to interview our great guest about the border, border crisis. Gold is near all-time highs. Has it reached its peak? Did you miss the boat? No, I don't think so. The exploding debt, change in the interest rate cycle, political and economic turmoil have caused the current move in gold. And those things are getting worse. In fact, Citibank projected gold to hit $3,000 an ounce over the next 12 to 18 months. I encourage you to protect and grow your investment portfolio with gold. I trust Dr. Kirk Elliott with Sovereign Advisors. With over 25 years of experience and two PhDs, Kirk Elliott is the best of the best in the industry. Call his office at 720-605-3900 and tell him Sean Morgan sent you, or just click on the link in the description to get that free consultation. All right, welcome back. We have a great interview with uh, a guest tonight to talk about the border crisis. He has a real boots on the ground perspective because he's a rancher down there. 
And uh, his name is Mike Miller, born and raised in the state of Texas, where his family has owned and operated farms, ranches, hunting properties, oil fields. He's a highly decorated veteran who took an oath to protect our great nation and serve our country overseas during many different operations. He's the founder of Warriors for Ranchers. He founded this organization after illegal immigrants and criminal organizations have tried to kill him and you know, have scared the heck out of the people on his property. Let's bring on Mike to discuss this. He already had the conversation with John Michael Chambers about a week or so ago. Now we're continuing to find out more about how things are unfolding at the border. Mike, how are you doing, Sean? Doing great. Thanks for having me back. It's good to see you in one piece because, uh, you know, you're going up against criminal organizations who are highly sophisticated and have a lot of equipment and resources at their disposal. And they're just waltzing onto your property uh, before you had private security. I bet that really scared you and your family and your guests. And it's not just me. That's just my story. It's all the folks in Texas. This isn't just uh you know, illegal aliens coming across our border, Sean. This is an invasion, and it's uh, like a drug war. I mean, there's a lot going on down here in the South. Yeah, you know, I took a review. I, I watched the last interview with John Michael Chambers. I took a look at all the pictures and videos that you sent, and it just reminded me of a war. It was just exactly like the type of images that you see when there's a refugee crisis, when there are crimes against humanity, when there are all these yep. victims and pawns stuck in a, a dark game. And there's so many different criminal aspects. You've got the drugs like fentanyl. You've got the, the arms and drug running. You've got the human trafficking and organ harvesting. Uh, and I'm sure the people are doing a whole lot of other things. So can you kind of give us the 100,000 foot view of how, what you think is going on between Mexico and the United States uh, and, and how, you know, the Biden administration, the Democrats, and, and that whole machine might be connected. Okay. Well, <clears throat> okay. Are you ready? This is like drinking water to a fire hose. Here we go. So my perspective on this is this. The ranchers here in Texas have, have all come together. Uh, lots of the groups and organizations, we have uh, Texas for Closing the Border. We have uh, Texas Citizens for the Truth. We have Patriots for the Texas. You got all these different organizations, right? And a lot of them for quite some time were trying to get Governor Abbott's attention, in which we we went, my organization, Warriors for Ranchers, and uh, Texas Border Citizens for the Truth, and Texas for Closing the Border. Then we've all made trips to the Texas State Capitol. And one of my visits, we visited a state representative. We brought in everybody. They got a chance to tell him, hey, this stuff is happening in our area. And it is not normal for Texas people to be finding dead bodies on their ranches, to be finding children just dumped like dogs. And it's not common for this many people to be doing high-speed chases and, and bailouts on property and ruining people's ranches and their hunting businesses, just like they did mine. What I decided to do in this is I wanted to see for myself. We are running a ranch that's about 70 miles north of Del Rio. And that is uh, very close to the border. In Del Rio, you have the Rio Grande River, and you have um, Eagles Pass down to the uh, west of that. And then you have McAllen, Texas, further south. All these different spots are seeing a massive amount of immigrants, illegal immigrants, coming through. We're finding them on the trains. We're finding them in the hay trailers. We're finding them 
smuggled in U-Haul trailers, anything they can climb in to cross the border, they are doing it. So just recently, I believe it was yesterday, uh, two military men were found from the United States military smuggling illegal immigrants in the trunk of a car. They've been arrested. We've seen that. We've got immigrants running in a suburban into a little league Kids playing baseball. It, 11 illegal immigrants plowed out onto the field. One of the fathers was a Border Patrol agent. This was in La Prior, Texas. There's a news article on it. They are detaining illegals in the middle of a kid's Little League game. It's absolutely ridiculous that it got to this level, Sean. So the Biden administration has not come down to the border. As you know, Kamala went to Guatemala, and look how that went for her. Wasn't too, uh, wasn't too good for her to be showing up down there. She was actually the laughing stock of every single person she walked in front of. And it's really funny when they ask Kamala if she's been to the border, she starts out with her cackle. She has that laugh. That's because that laugh is her not knowing anything about what's happening down there because everybody's been screaming, you guys need to come visit the border. But guess what? On June 30th, Donald Trump's coming back to the border. That's because he cares about America, and he wants to see for himself what's going on. From a, you mentioned from the fact that the, the military, uh, the military, there were a couple people in the military that allowed and smuggled people. Uh, and so there are probably some people in the Border Patrol, uh, you know, perhaps law enforcement that, that are in on this as well. So, you know, when Trump was in power, we had, you know, immigration, illegal immigration, it was pretty, pretty well down. Biden sure. comes in the office, all what of a sudden everything changes. So, so that points to the idea of an intentional uh, allowance of this type of stuff. Why would the Democrats want to allow human trafficking, drug trafficking, all of this stuff? Here, here's my, my perspective. I mean, it, when you look at the amount of people crossing the border, they're crossing the border, they're meeting with Border Patrol agents, and they are being processed. These people are turning themselves over. They know there's not a huge recourse there. They're getting bust. They're getting taken to hotels. They're getting a $1,400 debit card. Some sources say they've been given cell phones and game consoles. They have been given airline tickets. I have friends that seen them land in Tallahassee, Tennessee, and they have landed in Florida. They went to Iowa, and as you guys know, the Iowa governor flew them back. They're flying them at 1 o'clock in the morning. So since I formed Warriors for Ranchers, I'm getting people all over the United States telling me about these buses. We had a senior couple from uh, Belton, Texas call me up, and they, were, they did not pay their water bill. And they said that they were taking their water bill to a drop box because they knew if they got it in there, they would have their water bill paid by the morning. This was about 1230 at night. After 12.30, and eight of these buses carrying illegal immigrants were running the back roads, heading into what they considered a highly gang-populated area in their neighborhood. And they felt intimidated, and they further said that they stopped, and she didn't want to record or take pictures because she was afraid they would see the light on her camera. And they, they, were, they were in their 60s, and they didn't want to get in trouble, so they turned around and headed home. But people told them about my organization, and they felt led to call me and tell me, we're seeing these buses at 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, some of my friends that actually have their own news networks are out filming, and they are filming these buses coming up to uh, 
private jets in McAllen, Texas. And there was four bus loads of girls. And the guys driving the buses would pull the bus right up to the ladder on the tarmac. So when you and I report, we through TSA, being bussed right onto the tarmac, being loaded on, they're doing it in a way where it makes it hard for people to see or even take surveillance because they don't want them to be seen. But after all the kids were loaded on the planes, they were making celebratory was captured on film. What you're describing this whole thing is well funded, really got very sophisticated organization. Uh, so you know, someone's behind it with a lot of money. Names like George Soros come to mind because he has access to a lot of resources, and he believes that politically, it's it's a good plan for a lot of illegal immigration to the United States. A lot of these illegals become Democratic voters. You cause kind of chaos and demoralization. It's a good way to destroy a society. Um, do you have, is it like a mystery to you why all this is happening? Or do you think that there are specific- I don't feel reasons? like it's a mystery at all. I'm going to tell you this. I think he stole the election. And I'm going to just say it out loud. Uh, nobody was voting at 3 a.m. in the morning or 4 a.m. in the morning when it shot the big spike up that we all saw, right? And if it wasn't such a big deal to, you know, verify an election, why are they doing everything in their power to stop it? It seems like, oh, well, we're going to do an audit in Arizona. Hey, let's see what we can do to try to put Trump in jail today. You know, let's try to make a conspiracy theory against Trump so we don't have to focus on the real situation at hand is that there's a lot of votes that weren't counted that were in Trump's favor. And this is the first time in the history of an election that I know they just quit counting votes for Trump and kept counting votes for Biden. It's yes, and that's my take on that. These people being bust, they're flying them into a lot of the battleground states. Biden's rushing to try to get citizenship for them right now. So, I mean, if you can't win the election, let's just welcome, you know, 250 million people into the border of Texas, fly them into a city near you and make them Democratic voters. And let's try to steal this thing another way. That's what I see. Right. And Right. All the different news people I've talked to. I went to Tampa just recently to a Clay Clark convention. I'm people in the world are hearing the same exact thing. People, American people aren't stupid. They have to hide their moving people. Why is it that we know for a fact they're breaking every single immigration law in our country and they're breaking our constitution by not securing our borders? They're breaking so many laws. Why? If, if Trump did anything wrong, they're going to do the first thing they can to try to impeach him, right? Look at how many times they tried and how many victories that Trump had. Biden's breaking immigration law and nobody's saying nothing about it. He has human trafficking being done in his country at $22 million a day people are making. That's a lot of money going around. Well, I know We're one person who's, who's, who's talking about it. It's Donald Trump in his official statements, is accusing the Biden administration of doing this kind of illegal human trafficking operation. And you're right, Donald Trump is going to visit. And I hope that what happens is that Donald Trump does to the country what you and I are going to do to our audience. We're going to show them that boots on the ground perspective and show them the crimes against humanity. So let's pull up these images and you can go through the images one by one and explain what they are. Sounds good. Let's go. Yeah. Can you see the first image? 
Uh, screen froze up there, Rob. There we go. Well, the first image, you got a whole bunch of kids. Uh, just so this image like right were... here is at Kate Hobbs Ranch in Texas. And, and Kate was simply, her husband was actually checking out their property and was headed down. He had a buggy with to enjoy his day. Comes across these four girls that were dumped like dogs on his property. My understanding is, hello? Go ahead. Yeah, we can hear you all right. Keep going. You can hear me okay? Yeah. It's a, my screen's kind of freezing up. Okay, so the first image there was the girls. And those girls were dumped like garbage. So this image here, uh, this is a rape tree. It's a steel cable with handcuffs on it. They all picks a girl out of the group. They rape them. They scream. They beat them. And all the other people... Uh, in the group from Venezuela that came across, said so they witnessed this, and one of the women was a woman from Cuba. She had a five-year-old, seven-year-old, I believe, and a toddler with her, and she said she had to cover the ears of her kids so that her children didn't witness this or see this or hear it anymore, but women were screaming all night. They're like serial rapists. They're hanging their clothes in trees. This is called a rape tree, and they celebrate this by doing that. The sick individuals. to me by Tim Foley. You guys probably seen the show Cartel Land. It, he believes it's to be a Guatemalan female. It was found near a rape tree. Um, the left lobes of her brain, you can see she's cracked. Looks like they threw a rock or hit her with a large object and murdered her. And that was found near Arizona. And that's where that picture came from. These are the wristbands that are being worn by the illegal aliens coming across. They have to pay the cartel to get here. What I'm being told is these bracelets are a signifier that they have made their payment to the cartel to, to come here to Texas. And these particular pictures were taken by Sheriff Roy in Goliad County, and they've been doing great work to help and expose what's going on there as well. And these are the bracelets. They just pile them up as well as you see with their clothes and everything else when they do this. But they were taking them off here. Now, when they get to America, they are not free. They paid the cartel to get here. These are stash houses. And in these stash houses, the cartel basically hold these people for ransom or the smugglers that bring him over here hold them for ransom. And these people have to pay to get out of here. And they got to come up with more money. And as you hear, they want the American dream. And what they get is put in a stash house, held captive, and they have to come up with more money to pay these folks to get free. And oftentimes that's not going to happen. They're going to keep getting more from them and they're threatened. Another example of a stash house. And then we have another example of a stash house after this. This is where ICE agents are busting these guys and uh, are doing what they're doing. It's all over the place. Now where you have illegal immigration and you have stash houses, you have contraband and here you see at Del Rio sector, AK-47s and pistols being found. This is one of many caches of weapons that have been planted on the Texas side of the border. And then you got drugs. This comes from the official statement of Governor Abbott that they seized enough fentanyl to kill every man, woman, and child in the state of New York. These barrels are solid fentanyl. 
more drugs. I'm not exactly sure exactly what type of drug this is, but this was one that was seized, I believe, by the Laredo sector. And you can just keep rolling. Squeezed millions of pounds of drugs in Texas since, I believe, since January. And this is just more. Seems like every single day I go online to the Border Patrols, I'm seeing truckloads of drugs, pot, methamphetamine, heroin, you name it. It's it's just a bad future for our country when this stuff comes in. This is money that's being seized by the police agencies. $715,000 in, in cash being seized. And then the next one you're going to see what looks like pot nuggets and some other kind of crack or something in there. But that's the Clinton Police Department sees this. Congratulations to those guys for catching the bad guys. But more drugs, more more proof that, that this negative crap's happening to our country. This is in Del Rio, Texas, in Valverde County. So if you look on the top right-hand corner, you will see uh, a dark individual there, a dark outfit. That would be the cartel or smugglers that are allowing these people passage across this river. Now, this river is coming through a private property, and I've actually met the family, and I'm going to protect them by not saying their name out loud. But that family does not want this happening on their property. And these folks come, this entire group was from Venezuela, and we asked them if they wanted to be part of a communist or Marxist environment. And they said no, and there was an English-speaking person there that actually said that uh, Biden and Harris are influencing them by telling them they're going to come here for a better uh, opportunity, is what she said. That Biden told them they would have a better opportunity in America, coming straight from a Venezuelan woman that was in the group. We asked them if they saw death coming through, and they said not this time. This is not her first time coming through. And it was one of the ladies in this group that came forward and was bold to say this. But one of my friends that translates in Spanish told them that this administration's pushing towards this type of agenda. And you should have heard the overwhelming roar as they were upset to hear that this organization is thinking that way because they look at America as a place to have freedom. And that's what they want is freedom. What you're seeing right now, that gentleman in the hat and in yellow, is one of the smugglers. I'm 10 feet from that guy in this image. I'm standing 10 feet from him. But according to lawmakers and uh, the law enforcement and Border Patrol that's there, as long as he is standing in that water, he's safe. And there's images of him coming back and forth, bringing these people across. And you got to think of how much money they're making at nearly $5,000 a head. There he goes. He's going back to go get more. That's how can, close can you clarify that? What do you mean, um, Mike? What do you mean that as long as he's in the in the water, he's safe? The local law enforcement agency said, as long as he's standing in that water, they can't touch him. The water's his safe. Why is that? That's what I'm being told. Because yeah, the that, water is the the separation. The, the water continue. separates Mexico from Texas, so he would have to step on Texas soil in order to be arrested. And because he's in the water right there, he's not, he, they're saying he's not standing in, on Texas soil until he is on the dirt. So they can't arrest him well, the, in that water right there. Where's the cooperation with the Mexican authorities? You know, because uh, that's the way it's supposed to work that, uh, you know, that's the way it would work between the United States and Canada. If someone was 
doing human trafficking right on the U.S.-Canadian border, we would just call up our buddies in Canada and say, hey, we've got a human trafficker here. These are his GPS coordinates. You can come and pick him up. So I can't speak on Mexico because I have not had any communication with those folks. That's that's outside my pay grade. Um, as you know, I'm a citizen. I'm a person doing this for free. I have a, an organization of people who are helping me to get this stuff done. But you're exactly right. We need to get Mexico involved. I, that particular night, there was women raped. The kids witnessed this. This is happening every night on the Mexico side of the border. There was a 14-year-old girl raped in the middle of the evening, and one of my friends has video of her being raped and screaming as they're dragging her back up into the woods. This is unacceptable. Mexico shouldn't be allowing it. Our Texas law enforcement has been beefed up, and they want to put a stop to it as well. And as you know, uh, Governor Abbott has strengthened laws. We've got Governor DeSantis, who stepped up in Florida, who's sending more law enforcement our way. We've got Nebraska sending more law enforcement our way. We need to come up as Americans. Every single state that wants to partner with us should be sending people to our border to stand our ground and protect the United States of America. That's the way I see it. I remember when Trump was president, he kept on repeating this phrase to the Mexican government. He'd say, these cartels are really bad and dangerous. If you can't handle them, we'll come down into Mexico and we'll do military operations against them. And so, you know, that just reminds me of this situation where there's this legal loophole that this uh, coyote is using to do human trafficking. And because there's this uh, weakened legal and law enforcement side from, from the American side because of the new administration, uh, then they're able to exploit sure. those loopholes. But I, I think that if Trump was president, all he would do is make a phone call uh, or, and get the permission from the Mexican government to, to cross yeah. that border and, and take care of business. Uh, because what's happening is the Mexican government is basically controlled by the cartels. And so, you know, that's why they're not acting. Um, I appreciate the fact that right you're, right. yeah. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people believe in this false narrative that illegal immigrants are these poor people from Mexico that are voluntarily just coming by themselves. They're not paying anyone any money. They're just waltzing across right. the border because they need a better job or something like that. What you are describing is actually a very different situation where there are human trafficking victims and children that are being used as political pawns and they're being used for profit. So, you know- And the kids are being recycled, Sean. They're carrying those babies like, I'm this baby's daddy, so I'm going to carry this baby across the border because that person's going to be looked at differently. He looks like a father, right? But as soon as he gets over here to Texas, they dump that baby because that baby was a tool to get here. And that is sick, and we need to stop that. So in Texas, I tell people all the time, you guys know I run a hunting property. We have very big cats. We have cougars out here in Texas. And when people are hunting cougars, the sound of attraction is like a wounded rabbit, right? It's something that's crying. When you leave a baby in the woods, what do you get? You get a baby that's crying. These children are not safe in these type of territories. It is very desolate. It's desert. And uh, there was a story about a little boy as well. He was laying there with a group of adults. The adults left, and they left a little boy around two years old by himself, and he wanted his papa. And uh, our Border Patrol agents found this kid. 
And I can't remember exactly where that was, but I remember them telling me this story. And it's heart-wrenching. Kids don't deserve this. There's other images and videos of kids being thrown over the border wall, uh, kids being abandoned. And that's probably because the mother and father that if they take the kid with them, the kid will be put into sex trafficking or something desperate. So the mom and dad's decision is to leave the kid there. And that's all this needs to stop. What's interesting about your personal story is that your property's some 70 miles from the border. And when people cross that border, their journey is not over. They've got to keep on trekking to make it to a contact, to make it to safety or what, whatever. So they're probably quite dehydrated, tired, uh, malnourished, all these problems by the time they get to your property. Now, let's, let's talk about that real quick. The people that are coming through my property are different. And I'm going to say this because you, you've got some on here of the buses and things like that. The folks coming through there at Del Rio, they're turning themselves over to Border Patrol. They know because they're going to get a bus ticket, a hotel room, a debit card, and an airline ticket, and a place to stay and warm food. And when they do that, there are, is another neighborhood in Texas that I know of where there's three buses a day, almost the same time every day coming through. And they're coming through a very high-end property. And there's, there's a bunch of properties there where the homes are very nice. And I would say the average market price on the house on this particular street's uh, anywhere between 500000 to 800000 for the houses there. Very nice neighborhood. And these Border Patrol buses have been filmed by a lady that is a 35-year custom agent who contacted me. And she's intimidated because when these buses are coming through her neighborhood, they're picked up, they're processed by Border Patrol. And when the buses leave, the bad guys come out. And when I say bad guys, these are the guys that don't want to be caught by the cops. These are our undetected illegal aliens that are usually your smugglers and drug runners, and they're being detained in her front yard. So when she calls the sheriff's department, they are coming and they are being tackled and detained in her front yard. There's kids that live in this neighborhood and the families are intimidated that they're going to kidnap their children or hurt their kids coming through. This is every single day, three buses a day. And I have video of that as well, of these buses just passing through, coming in, passing through, coming in. It's been nonstop at um, 150 people a day on that neighborhood street. So this war is spilling out into our own backyard. It's affecting homeowners, property owners like yourself. You started this organization, Warriors for Ranchers. You probably want to get some common sense legislation passed to stop all this madness. And I have been working on that. I went to the Texas State Capitol. I spoke to Tracy King, our state representative. He openly welcomes that. Um, biggest thing for me is this. I created Warriors for Ranchers for crisis relief. And I didn't realize, I believe that God put me in this position because I pray to God all the time for these families. I pray for the ones that are getting hurt. I care about farmers and I care about ranchers and I care about all that hard work. One of my best friends farms around 100,000 acres a year and he wakes up before anybody else. He's on that tractor all day long. And he hangs his hat when everybody's ready to rest at home. Farmers have a big heart and they care about their community and they invest a lot of time helping the stores to get the best nutrients. But when these illegal immigrants smuggle a vehicle and they terrorize their crop, a lot of those crops can't be sold. And those farmers have no crisis relief. 
So I'm currently raising funds to do what I can, and I need a lot more help because the more money we can raise, the more lives that we can change. And people can do that by visiting warriorsforranchers.com. They can find our site on Facebook at Warriors for Rancher, and they can donate at Venmo at Warriors for Ranchers. That help helps me to help these ranchers. But then I realize there's a different stance I need to take is I care about kids and hearing these kids that are getting moved through these, these sex rings and it's absolutely sickening. But to see all these kids being busted and put in these, these airplanes and not know where they're going, that really has me concerned. And I can't say that's what's happening, but where are these kids going? And why are they moving them at one o'clock in the morning and flying them to all these different states? And you hear in Tallahassee, the reporters are saying, these kids arrive at one o'clock in the morning. They're being bused from the airport to another rendezvous point where, that you know is well orchestrated, Sean, and they're busing them to these other buses and they don't even know where they're going. If this administration cared about the American people, they would care enough to say, hey, we have a humanitarian effort taking place and this is why all this is happening. But I don't really think that's the case. I think there's something wicked that's taking place and they don't want the American people to know. And they've done a lot of hard work to strategize this, to orchestrate this, and to keep it out of the mainstream media. Absolutely. If it was all on the up and up, there would be transparency. But instead, they're doing everything in the shadows of the night. So that's how we know that, that it's, uh, it's something wrong that's going on. Uh, if you don't mind, we'll get back to the images so you can kind of tell the story a little yeah. bit more. Um, <laughs> but I do think it's interesting that you're a, you own a ranch where people can go hunting. And now they see these incidents on your property. And I can imagine that's not good for your business. So that's just one example of how people's livelihoods are affected by this. Yeah, exactly. We're one of the many ranches we've had to shut it down. The, the property is actually for sale right now. And my prayer is that a nonprofit organization or somebody can help me to buy the property back so that I can go to help veterans and take veterans on hunts. I'm a retired military vet. And I work with an organization called Warriors Quest. It's a television show on the Pursuit Channel. And the founder's name is Craig Bruchel. And Craig has a heart for American veterans. And what greater gift can you veteran than an experience with his peers, take him on a hunting property, filming, put him on TV, make him feel special, cook him some good barbecue, and allow him to have an experience that he otherwise wouldn't have. And that is really something I'm passionate about. And if we lose this ranch, we lose that. Warriors Quest operates all across America, but I have a place where I can do it right in Texas. And I would like to be able to continue to do that. So that's just me. I, I, I care about this. But until this, this stops, it's not a safe place to be. This is a war that's going on. This reminds me of the legal liability uh, for the people who are you know, doing the whole COVID-19 hoax on us. Because, you know, sure. there were thousands upon thousands of people who have died. Uh, there are kids who have been basically abused by forcing to put masks on them and so forth. Now people are being, you know, bribed and coerced into a vaccine that could damage them. So there's all this legal liability. And Donald Trump says sure. that China owes the United States and the world $10 trillion for the legal damages. And I see a very similar parallel here with this whole war in the border. Because there are ranchers like yourself who have experienced damages and you guys have a right awesome. to collect. So, um, you know, let's, let's this is just one way. Real quick, 
sure. Sorry for interrupting. The damages on a fence, your average high fence is $10,000 a mile. And I just got messages today that a gentleman had seven gates hit. So let's just put a round number and say that those gates are $1,500 a piece. It adds up really quick. And when they run through the fence, they're hitting these fences like this gate here. That's got a piece of the car still stuck in it. These gates, by the time you pay the labor to have them put on, that's one, not one of the most expensive gates, but that gate can push, you know, almost a thousand bucks in labor and parts. But then you're paying uh, to fix seven of them when this happens. And of course, that tore, that tore a lot of the fencing up when they did this. So one of the other So what they do is they drive cars, they drive all all-wheel vehicles through through these gates they destroy them that way it's it's a breakthrough property yes sir they're fleeing the police they're fleeing the border patrol and so they turn off and they run through a gate because they know that that gate will probably end up to another county road and they'll drive straight through the fences they've killed one of my uh friends on facebook that contacted me he had a hereford cow ran over because the immigrant or the illegal hit the fence and drove right through an animal and killed one of his cows. And so these are the people my heart out to, and these are the people I want to try to help, but I can only do as much as I raise in donations. So if people feel led to help Warriors for Ranchers, they can donate at warriorsforranchers.com, and they're going to be doing a lot of great. But just like you said, the Biden administration should have FEMA giving relief to these ranchers. There should be FEMA relief. There should be bodies on the ground and boots on the ground helping rebuild Texas. And if I have anything to do with it, I'm going to head that up. I'm going to help get the people together to say, hey, these are the ranches that need attention. These are the businesses that need attention. But let's go through some of these photos that you have, and we can talk about this and, and other things that are taking place. I think we're going to see buses. Uh, these are the buses that are coming, Sean. They're very uh, prominent around Texas. People see them in Dallas. They see them in Belton. They see them in uh, McAllen. These are the people housing these immigrants, and they're taking them right to the hotels. And uh, there's been sightings of pizza trucks, 18-wheelers showing up twice a week to bring pizza to these guys. So they're illegally coming into our country. They get a nice bus ride. They're being put in a very nice hotel. They're being given debit cards. They're being given cell phones. Uh, I've had people say they're getting game consoles because they've been in the same hotel as these illegals. And they're getting airline tickets and bus to the airport right onto the tarmac and flown out to separate them as, as far and wide as possible. And that, to me, is one of the biggest crimes in American history because it breaks every immigration law. I've talked, meanwhile, I've we, have, uh, 30, we have a. Uh... We have 35,000 homeless veterans in the United States, at least. So, uh, you know, we're, this is all you and I who are paying for these debit cards and everything. I, I mean, I think that a lot of uh, a lot of this is taxpayer money. Absolutely. You know, I heard a I heard a really good idea in Tampa. And this isn't my idea, but whoever said it, I want them in because I'm going to say your idea. I'm not going to say their name. What if we built homes for veterans and put them on the border? What if we gave them a oh, place might, to stay? <laughs> we give them a place to stay, give them a purpose, and we give them food, and we give them clothes, and we give them respect. I have a feeling that we have a lot of veterans standing up country right on the border. And when she told me that, I had a promise because I care about these veterans. 
veterans, and they deserve this, this kind of – why can't we pick up veterans on a bus, drive them to a hotel, let them, give them love, give them respect, and treat them as the American heroes that they are and quit treating them like scum? That needs to change. Thank you for that. Uh, that's an interesting idea. Um, it's, it is comforting to know that Donald Trump is going to the border soon. You know, uh, yes, if anything, to wake people up about the crisis and to move things in the right direction for action being taken. And it also seems there's been quite a lot of pressure on the governor of Texas, and he's actually been taking some steps. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, I think Governor Abbott is doing everything in his power. Um, there's a lot of back and forth and people talking uh, negatively. Um with the wall being a federal structure, that's got to be difficult. You know what I mean? The wall being a federal structure. But what he does have is his constitutional duties. And when he took the office of governor, he has to abide by those constitutional duties. A lot of people said he was late to the game. There was a lot of havoc taking place. And now, finally, we're getting stuff done. And that has a lot of people upset because we could have acted faster. And uh, we had Brent Smith uh, the attorney of Kenny County drafted all the letters of declaration that got out to all the counties. Why did it take an attorney in Texas to get the job done when we have a governor that could have done it? That is something that is questionable because I give Brent Smith a lot of props because he got those declarations drafted. He got those communities protection. And now Governor Abbott has declared a state of disaster. And as you know, my organization went to the state capitol. We spoke to our state representative and the very next day, that letter that was already drafted was signed. And now we have more beefed up security. My understanding is a thousand more state patrols being dispatched. We have Governor DeSantis, like I said, sending more law enforcement, Nebraska sending law enforcement. Governor Abbott said that he will be arresting the illegal immigrants as they cross the border. Have I witnessed that yet? I have not seen that yet because I have not been down there myself. I just got back from Tampa this week. But uh, he's made a lot of commitments and a lot of change. And as you know, he just signed the constitutional carry bill here in the state of Texas. And on September 1st, every single Texan has the right to carry a firearm without a permit. That's a step in the right direction. So maybe he's uh, yes, doing some things here late in the game so he can get reelected. But uh, at least we know that. Uh, these are the types of actions that do get people elected when people actually stand up, get things done. Um, these are the issues that people care about with these polls that are coming out about the issues that Americans care about the most. The border and immigration is number one ahead of the economy, which blows the mind because normally people care about their pocketbooks more than anything else. But actually, this border issue, it's hard because, you know, someone like myself from Pennsylvania, we don't experience firsthand like you do the crisis we just hear about it but that's what the purpose of today's show is to just remind everyone no matter where they live in the united states or or even abroad that there is a humanitarian crisis going on people need to understand it and see it with their own eyes so let's pull up the, the next image and we'll we'll check it out so this image right here was taken by an actual friend of mine that's a border patrol agent this car was a high-speed chase, and they were trying to avoid the tax strips. So when the, when the law enforcement threw the tax strips out, that car rolled side over side with all these passengers in it, and one of them was hurt critically in the back of the car, and you'll see that image. 
and they did not move this individual. So as you can tell, that, that vigil right there is waiting for EMS to come in. But uh, he wanted me to be able to show this to you guys, that these guys would have would have taken the life of these Border Patrol agents just to get away. And they dang near took their own lives while doing so. This particular picture here, in Texas, we move hay, but we've never seen it done like this. This is a picture of a truck that was moving hay, and they tarped it, and look what's hiding in the middle. These guys will do anything that they can to get through our border, and there you have it, illegal immigrants hiding in the middle of hay bales even, and we've seen it done in so many ways. We've seen it in trailers. We've seen it in trunks. Now they're doing it in our hay bales. There you go. Trunk of a car. The scary part about this, Sean, they'll take these big men and they'll lay them on a little woman. And there has been cases where the little woman suffocates to death and they will throw that body out along this roadside. And I believe it was near Goliad County where they experienced this. They found a body on the side of the road of a person that died of asphyxiation. And it was because they tried to stack too many in these small spaces. Here you have a tanker. Now, we'll go to the next image to really show. These are things that carry toxic chemicals. This many people got inside that thing. You know they were crammed in there like sardines. And this is the, this is the length, literally, uh, no pun intended or pun intended, that's a long trailer, the length that they will go to get here. And they're doing it in trains now in the grain bins. They're jumping in grain bins and they're coming through that way as well. This is absolutely insane. They risk their life to get smuggled in this way because I'm sure there's very little oxygen in that when it's shut up with that many people. This right here is my friend Ray. And they protested outside of one of the um, hotels in Pleasanton, Texas. They interviewed the lady at the hotel. And the lady at the hotel used to live in the hotel. So the Biden administration has uh, basically booked these hotels to house the illegal immigrants. They've done it in a way that they pushed all the oil workers that used to stay in these hotels out. Ray got a chance to talk to the lady that manages the property and her son was at school. And when they came back to the hotel, they had no place to live. That's because they cleaned the entire place out moved in the ICE agents, and moved in the illegal immigrants. And this is how much money a taxpayer is paying in six months per one illegal immigrant. When we as Americans only got a $14 stimulus check, right? These illegal immigrants are seeing $71,666 and change every six months per person. And we're moving hundreds, if not thousands of them a day. I'm going to say thousands of them a day across our border. That's a lot of money. And I'm sure I'm sure the hotels who get these government contracts, uh, you know, they they're kind of in on this. You know, they they're big beneficiaries, and uh, they're paying top dollar for these hotels. Uh, so I think this would be a good thing for someone to investigate to look into who are all the beneficiaries, what are their names, what properties do they own, you know, what are their politics and policies, because uh, this is just a hot spot for for these uh you know this is just a, like a you know the same way that drug dealers control crack houses and everything you know whoever's controlling those hotels uh you know what goes on inside of those hell hotels it's scary because this is a human trafficking operation and uh and there's not a lot of transparency 
uh, about uh, what's going on inside these hotels, planes, and buses. And let's talk about that. You were talking about the influx of money. So these these hotels and some of the contracts go up $80 million. So these towns are seeing an economic boost because there is money coming in. There is an influx of people coming in, and it's a constant. And so all the diners and all the businesses benefit because that money's in their town. And they don't want to see that go. People want to make money, but they probably don't like how it's coming in, but they definitely enjoy the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> there could there could be, you know, uh, just like when Trump was in office, you know, more of an energy industry <laughs> going on as a replacement or, or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, this is not a healthy um, economic stimulus for, for the border. Uh, it's, it's really sad to see, especially the fact that what is waking me up to is this is not just voluntary illegal immigrants who are just like, oh, I'm going to come across the border for a better job. Most of them, maybe half of them, I don't know what the statistics are. Maybe you can give me an idea. How many of them are just victims of human trafficking? They don't know what they're getting into. A lot of them. A lot of them are. And I'm going to tell you this. Some of these folks coming across the border want to come across. Some of them, it's more than one time they've come. They were deported. They were sent back. Others, not the case. They, they want to come over here. These people, these women are prepared, Sean, to know that they're going to get raped during this process. And how we know is when they come to the Texas side, they have a bag of clothes in their hand. And that bag of clothes is given to them by the cartel or the smugglers. And they pay a 50% um, interest on these clothes is what I was told by one of the immigrants. And that person told me that they take birth control because they don't want to come to America with a rape baby. So we would find a pile of clothes with birth control pills laying in the middle of it because these women have that fear and they know that this is a real thing. What type of crisis do you have to have in your country that scares you so bad to leave that you would be willing to pay your life savings? and take birth control pills knowing you could get raped to come across. I think some of these people are forced into this. Um, they're, they're not just raping little women. They're raping little girls and little boys on that other side of the border. And what I'm being told are those kids that are being raped and the girls that are being raped are not coming over here. That they take them and they sell them into prostitution or they are murdering them. Now, I can't confirm or deny the fact that if I know if they're being murdered there, but we've seen the picture of the skull from Tim Foley from Arizona, he's has proof right there that they've murdered some of them. But the fact that the lady from Cuba told us that the woman that was raped that night, there's a skull right there. The woman that was raped that night was not allowed to cross the and they beat the snot out of her as well. This is what I want to put an end to. That person's life right there, it mattered. And right now we're bringing it to the news. We're telling people about it. But we've celebrated the life of a career criminal here in the United States. These other people's lives matter as well. And we need to be talking about these folks. Just because they're illegal immigrants doesn't mean I don't care about them. I care about all life. On We're all God's children. They need to follow immigration policies, and we need to make ways for them to come into our country that's safe for them. But we need to have a leader who's leading our country that enforces those policies to keep it safe for them. It's not fair. Texas is getting hot. I mean, it takes an average of four to six bottles of water for a person to stay hydrated during these hot months of the summer. These folks just have us that day, Sean, just breakfast. 
it's the middle of the day. They got little kids that are dehydrated and they don't have a lot of access to water and food. And I think the death number, death count is going to go up this summer if this continues to happen. You mentioned something interesting, which is that some of the women may be aware that they're taking on a risk of being raped and so they bring birth control. And that seems like a pretty hard decision to make, to be willing to cross the border, knowing that that could happen to you. So Absolutely. either it is either it is that bad in their their section of Mexico, perhaps is controlled by a drug cartel, and they really do want to get to a different country, or they're forced into it. You know, it, it could be it could be yeah. either or. It could be both. You know, um, there could be a lot of different situations that that bring the people across the border. Um, but more than anything, what I realize is there are so many victims. And, and the Mexican children and, and women are one of the biggest victims. It's not just the American citizens who, who are victims in this. And these, these traffickers, people who are trafficking humans and drugs and guns and all this stuff, their negligence, their, their attitude in the way that they traffic these people is that they are just disposable, that their bodies are Absolutely. worthless to them. They have, they have no care for human life whatsoever, Sean. They don't care about these people at all. They don't care if they die. I mean, we have found floating bodies on the Rio Grande River. They have found floating babies. They have found floating bodies. And as you know, when a, when a person drowns in the river, that body will sink low. And then the Border Patrol agent over time or the, the police that are patrolling the waters will find those bodies floating up. But it has been told to me they have found, you know, uh, small children dead from drowning trying to cross the river in deeper spots. And this is a risk that these folks are taking. Just like you said, um, some of them were probably forced in it. I actually believe that these people are being used as a distraction because while they're moving people, they're also taking our manpower. So as you know, our border patrol agents and our police forces is limited to what we have. And if we're keeping those people busy, they're moving drugs in other places. And that needs to, yeah, good we point. Need to enforce. We need to enforce our our uh, border protect border protection better. We need to have a lineup on that river because we need to care about everybody, not just the fact that we got illegal immigrants crossing our border. We need to care about the lives of those illegal immigrants. They care. They we care, we need to care. We need to, they need to matter because uh, if we really want to say that uh, we have a sovereign state and sovereign country then we need to care about the other countries that are trying to come in here. And I will say this, there's over 67 countries represented in those that have tried crossing our borders. And that's based on border patrol statistics uh, that I had at a, um, a rally. Yeah, it's here not just Mexicans, right? It's not yeah. just Mexicans. This is a, this is a, a risk for terrorists and entering our border from all kinds of, uh, you know, ter terrorist types of countries. Um, yeah, if someone wanted to destroy America, they couldn't have chosen a better strategy than this whole border crisis because it is such a big drain on our resources, our money, our law enforcement. It causes just on a spiritual level, it's just this big negative energy in that area with all of the suffering and everything. And you're right, it certainly does make you look there and not look somewhere else where something else could be happening in another area, like maybe an audit in, in Arizona or, or whatever. Um, there's just so many resources that are put there and they can't go to places where they're needed, like we talked about veterans, for example. 
Well, we're running out of time. I'd like to t check out some of these videos. You mentioned high-speed chases. That's something yes, I'd like sir. to see in a video if possible. Go right ahead. <laughs> go, folks. Live right here on a flat rim tire. Go. There he went. There he went. Running from the popo. So I met this gentleman online and he gave me permission to use that. That's right from his cell phone. And uh, he was just simply going home. And this is a common thing now that people in South Texas are seeing. We're seeing high-speed chases. We're seeing illegal immigrants running alongside the car with Border Patrol and helicopters flying in to, to tackle these guys, to apprehend them. These are the guys that are smuggling drugs, that are smuggling um, human bodies, and they care about no human life. I mean, as you know, in the one video that we had, the last segment of the ambulance that was hijacked that hit one of our state patrol officers, and I'm praying for him and his family still today. They don't care, Sean, and they, they can hurt a lot of people. They'll run through intersections like that. They cause massive damage. Are there any other videos you want to show today? I'm not sure if he has them on there. If we have any more, sure, pop it up there. Wow, that reminds me of something you might see in, in a war somewhere in the Middle East. These law enforcement officers, they have no idea if they have automatic weapons inside of those vehicles and they're going to be just shooting away at all of them. They they're obviously have to be so aggressive and so delicate at the same time to, to navigate those types of warlike situations. Talk about heroes. Right. Those, those images right there, those videos, I have a source that is a contract security and they operate over in the Mexican region, Mexico region. And they wanted me to see that. And they wanted me to tell you guys that if we don't take a stand here in the United States and strengthen our borders, this is what we're going to see in our streets. And we don't need that. Yeah, in so it's already happening. You know, it, people are coming on your property. People are driving home from work and they're seeing high-speed chases. People are in their million-dollar neighborhood and they're seeing uh, these gang leaders being uh, wrestled to the ground in their front yard. Absolutely. This is happening to Americans. It's destroying our peaceful way of life. 
and we are absolutely demanding change. You know, luckily, uh, Governor Abbott's, you know, doing a couple things now. We've got Trump going to the border. But, uh, you know, America First candidates are going and we're running for office all over this country in 2022. And we're going to take back all the power. Uh, and I can't wait for Trump to make a comeback and, and for this, all these audits to, to show that he's the rightful winner so that we can once again secure our border, secure peace, end this human uh, human crisis is going on at the border. Um, where can people go to support your organization? I want to say one more thing, and I'm going to tell you that. It's very important for each and every one of you guys to know that just recently, coming from Mexico, we had a, um, a military ammunition vehicle that was hijacked on the Mexico side, and they got their hands on 7 million rounds of ammo. So as you guys see, we've had contraband that's we found in Texas. They got a hold of seven million rounds of ammo. That's a lot of ammo, and they can do a lot of damage with that. I can actually send you guys that news article as well. For all you folks that are watching this, I want you guys to know I love American Media Periscope. This this organization has given me a chance to amplify my voice, and this has been a prayer that I've had. I founded Warriors for Ranchers to stop and fight against this, this event that's taken place at our border and to help crisis relief for all of our farmers and ranchers. And how you can help is go to warriorsforranchers.com. And that's warriors, that's plural, warriorsforranchers.com. You can find my group on Facebook at Warriors for Ranchers. You can also donate via Venmo at Warriors for Ranchers. All the money, I want you guys to know I'm gonna be very transparent on how this money is gonna be used. The money is going to be used to help fence, build, build and repair broken fences, to help pay deductibles for those folks that have had their vehicles stolen. It's very important for any of you that are watching, if you have a friend or family member whose vehicle has been stolen and it's because of the Border, border Patrol crisis, or excuse me, not the Border Patrol, because of the border crisis that we're having here in Texas, you need to call me or email me because the the uh, organizations like State Farm, Geico, all these insurance companies, it is a privacy practice. They cannot tell me whose vehicle has been stolen because of the, the border crisis. If your vehicle has been stolen, you guys need to let me know. I can help pay, the, pay those deductibles. Also, uh, the money is going to be used for traveling engagements, uh, transport of materials, and to help fight child sex trafficking. And I'm doing that by helping support other organizations that have boots on the ground that are kicking the doors in and are helping save these children's lives. So Warriors for Ranchers is a grassroots foundation. We have supported this organization with our own money out of our own pocket. So all the money that you guys have donated has helped us to bless families. And I can't tell you how much that I thank each and every one of you. And God bless all of you guys who have helped support Warriors for Ranchers. I want you guys to know I love you. I love the United States of America. I love the folks here in Texas, and I care about each and every one of you guys, and that's why I've taken the time to take this stand. And I don't want to say this alone. I am not operating this by myself. Warriors for Ranchers is a bunch of organization people who have signed up to be warriors, and each and every one of them knows who they are. I wouldn't be the founder of Warriors for Ranchers if it wasn't for the people who believe in my organization, who stood up to say, hey, we are Warriors for Ranchers. It's not me. It's we, all of us. And because of that, we are making a difference in Texas. And I want to thank every single person who has stood beside me to say, hey, I'm going to stand up. I'm not going to be silent. 
I'm going to wear the red hat that says, hey, let's be free forever. And uh, it's our constitutional right. And it's our God-given gift to care about the country we live in. So let's do it together. Let's raise money for Warriors for Ranchers. Let's stand up. And if you're one of those people sitting on the couch going, there's nothing I can do, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. All it takes is for you to stand up and say, hey, I want to make a difference. You don't have to be perfect, and you don't have to know exactly what to do because I sure as heck didn't. But I fly a flag in my office, and I have my military uh, paraphernalia across from me. When I sign to fight for this country, it's because I care about America. All you have to do is care, find friends that care, build a team that cares. Before you know it, we have a nation that cares, and let's get it back. And I want you all to know we're only going to do it with Jesus Christ because our country was founded on Judeo principles. And with those same principles, we will win America back. So join me. Let's stand up. Let's get our country back. Absolutely. Amen. Love to hear that. You're a true patriot. Mike Miller, Warriors for Ranchers. Check out his website. Join the organization. Uh, you know, do something to save our country. We can all do our part. Uh, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. I'm going to give you my final thoughts. Thanks so much, Mike. Hey, thank you, Sean. God bless you. And this is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. In early 2021, a short squeeze in silver was initiated. What does this mean? It means that individual investors can take advantage of a global supply shortage in silver that the large money center banks will have to end their contracts with physical delivery of an asset that is becoming scarce to non-existent. Low supply plus high demand will cause prices to increase rapidly. The only way to take advantage of a short squeeze is to own physical silver. Call my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, over there at Sovereign Advisors. They have over 27 years experience identifying these trends so you can maximize your returns while at the same time minimizing your risk. Call them today before prices go up any further. 720-605-3900. Tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Did you know that annuities are a great way to protect a portion of your retirement portfolio from downside risk? And unlike CDs and many market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and participate in the upside of market indexes. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024 to find an annuity that is right for you. Wow, what a powerful interview that really gave us the cold, hard reality what's happening at our border. And it's an international crisis. It's a humanitarian crisis. I can't believe all the women and children who are suffering down there, and not to mention all of the American citizens who are affected in their backyard, and all of us taxpayers who are footing the bill for this crisis. Um, but, you know, there's a false narrative from the left about illegal immigration. They say that illegal immigrants are ex-refugees and they're just poor country and they have a right, not a privilege, to come in here illegally and to start have the privilege of an American economic life. But that's a false premise. They leave out all the parts about what it's like to travel across the border with a coyote, about how you have to pay someone off with your life savings, about how you might get raped, about how, you know, your children might be sex trafficked. Uh, they leave out all those details about drug running, about gun running, about human trafficking. 
they leave out all the details about that because that would be ugly. If people really knew, would never, ever believe in illegal immigration to the United States. We're exposing it so that we can do something. We can create a better system. It's going to take all of us together. We've got to put pressure on these politicians. We've got to become politicians. We've got to get involved. But that's what it's all about. People like Mike Miller, Warriors for Ranchers, who are taking the steps needed to save our country. Thanks for watching today. Uh, you can check us out Monday through Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern till 7. And next, we've got the Pete Santilli Show coming up at 7 p.m. Eastern.